the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast coming to you from the depths of the social isolation we have today. Our usual king of idiots, John Sandy. Howdy. Justine. Hi. (laughs) People, I'm laughing because we had actually had to work on that before the show. Patrick. Howdy. And the birthday boy. Everybody, that was yesterday. You know him as Handsome God. Dan Handsome, but it's Jake. Jake's here. Happy birthday, Jake! Happy birthday, buddy! Yeah, I am twenty-seven. Dang, girl, you're young. Wow. You got your, you got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, well, however long the virus gives him. What? It's not over yet. We'll see how much longer I have. What? Uh, what did you do for your birthday? Did you have a little parade? What'd you do? Um, well, I woke up, I worked on a D&D campaign, mm-hmm. I ate dinner, mm-hmm. and then, and then ran said campaign. That was it. Uh, so what, it, let me ask you this, and this is for the benefit of nobody. What mm-hmm. goes into working on a campaign? So you're the, you're the, you're the, the DM, right? Yep, uh, also known master, as game the, master as the what dungeon, happened? as the, as the direct messenger. All right. So yep. <laughs> what? It, what does this entail? In a, it, briefly, very briefly, what does it entail? Um, I write stuff the players uh, might do. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I pray that they go the direction I want, which never happens. Oh, nice, nice. And so they don't. <laughs> if, it. If I they, just pray they do the thing I think they're going to do, and it never happens. So, <laughs> so I go in expecting nothing. Yeah, and That's so then it's fun. Then you're then you have to then you have to make the game up. On the fly, basically. Okay, now uh, Patrick, as someone who has uh, has uh, campaigned with uh, Jake, how do you feel he does as a game master? How does Jake do? Mm-hmm. Honest. Well, good job. He kept, he kept us pretty entertained last night. I feel like he would. I feel like he would be a really good game master. I feel like that he would yeah. shine in that role. Yeah, he does good job. Yeah. He hates doing it, but he does a good job. Okay. Uh, what what game was it? Was Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, a game the kids the kids all seem to like, but I have zero interest in. Uh, what? Uh, who was in this campaign? There's who was in this campaign? Um, it's Patrick, uh, one of my friends, Hillary, and then a couple of Patrick's friends. And how did you do it? On you did this via Zoom and Ed. Oh well, let's see. That's so we, a, that's the reason it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go because Ed will just do whatever. Do the thing that okay. you shouldn't absolutely should not do. That's what Ed will do. Even if I anticipate what Ed's going to do, he does something that I would never in a million years think of. So I love it. Props, props to him for um, throwing all my ideas out the window immediately. Well, he, you know that he does that on purpose, though. He, he's out to get you. That's what he. That's his whole point. You know, he would probably say no, but deep down, he absolutely is. Now, did the campaigners? Did the campaigners sing "Happy Birthday" to you yesterday? Absolutely not. What? Why not? I know. Um, they said "Happy Birthday." I think yeah, they said "Happy Birthday." And that was it. 
No singing, right. no nothing. Let's do it, guys. We have to do it. We have to make up. I was up. a little heartbroken, but you know. We have to make oh, up for it. Gosh. All right. So if everybody <laughs> at home, if you can just uh, join in. Uh, me, 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 me. <clears throat> everybody ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, 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 happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday, happy birthday, 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 I think there's a delay because I said on the count of three, three, two, one. And then I started singing and then everybody joined in about five seconds later. <laughs> there's also there's also probably a slight delay. That's what so I just said. I think, the I think there's a delay. I think there's a delay. I think some of us might have done it intentionally. Let's try that again. <clears throat> Possibly. One, no, two, no, 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 no. three. Okay, leave it Happy in. birthday Happy to birthday. you. Happy birthday to you. I can always Happy count on you guys. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Cha, cha, cha. Happy birthday. <laughs> cha, cha, cha. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. I didn't hear Justine once. Nope. I know. <laughs> What's going on over there? Who's that? <laughs> I sang her the first time around. Is that a video oh, going on in the background? Hmm? Is that a video in the background? No. Who was that voice? <laughs> How about now? I will stop this show Sunday. as many times as I have to. Do not make me stop this show, you guys. All right? I want everybody on on their best game today, okay? We have li- we have new listeners. I'm not I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming we, we get I'm assuming we get new listeners every week. God, I hope so. Hey Mario. Yeah. Can we uh can we have a moment of silence for little Richard? No. Uh, he would not want okay. that. R- R- little Richard was not a little Richard was not a person who. Yeah, <laughs> uh, little Richard. Of course, we're we're going to be featuring a little Richard song very soon in the digital movie club. Yeah, we lost little Richard, man, and and uh, you know people tend to forget because of you know the personality and the flamboyance. Innovator, uh, fantastic yep. musician. Um, yep, and uh, really, really, really did a lot to. Uh, push rock and roll forward so uh you know i think I, I think he gets because of all the other stuff i think he gets his his contributions get underplayed uh or, or they go on right they go unnoticed but yeah man little richard's I, awesome i so, think you're absolutely correct so yeah rock and he's peace. like at ground zero yeah rock he's, and, he's like one of the architects rock and peace uh little richard because he's really a he's really a crossover he's like an r&b guy that you know that really crossed over into mainstream, but he's he's got the he definitely had the musical chops, so uh, love it, you know. I'm, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, we're gonna miss him. And we lost Jerry Stiller, Jerry Stiller, yeah, yeah, Ben's yeah. dad, Ben's dad, also known as uh, as Mister Costanza. So uh, you know, yeah, uh, one of the all time great TV dads. People tend to think of the warm fuzzy TV dads. I tend to think of the Mister Costanzas and the um, and the Homer Simpsons, as far as TV dads. But, yeah, but yeah, 
Um, yeah, well, luckily for, I mean, not luckily, but, you know, at least happily, uh, uh, Jerry Stiller died of natural cause. He was 92. So, you know, got lived, lived a very full life and then passed on. So, but yeah, thanks yeah. for bringing up little Richard, John. I would have, I would have forgotten. I would have just cause not cause he's forgetful. I just do that. And I go, oh, I got to mention this on the podcast. And it's always something that happens like the, the day after we record and then, it's like oh, I'll bring that up next week, and I never do. So, I hope you're not listening to the show uh, for current events. Uh, one of the managers at work, uh, he plugged his phone into the sound system at work, and he played Little Richard for like an hour and a half. It was beautiful. Uh, wow! Did you cry? Yeah, it was a joy. It was tears of joy. John, it I don't like joy- this. A joyous I, sound. John, I don't like that someone else is kind of taking your spot at that Trader Joe's. You're the music guy. Tell this guy to stay in his lane. Okay. <laughs> who, who is this guy? You know, he. Uh, no, no, no. He did it. I think knowing that I would just love it. I was stuck on the register, and all of a sudden, I heard, "Oh my God, this is like five Little Richard songs in a row. That's beautiful." And I looked up there, and he had plugged his phone in. I went, "Oh, so great." Oh, that's nice. Tell this. Tell that manager. We said, yeah. Shout out to that guy. He did yeah. it for John. Tell him to listen. So that town is big enough for the two of them. John, here's the thing. <laughs> John, here's the thing. You tell that guy. You say, "Hey, we mentioned you on the podcast," and then he listens. That's right. Then we get a new listener. <laughs> <laughs> Dave has got impeccable musical taste. Wow, that coming from you, that is a compliment. Yeah. I don't think he said that about any of us guys. So I mean, <laughs> no, I know, I yeah, Mario, I said it about you. Like first episode, I said it about you. <laughs> uh, like like the old Buddy Rich joke. I know. I just wanted you to hear. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you. Oh God, I love that. <laughs> Uh, Buddy Rich is Mr. Rich has passed away. I know. I just like to hear you say that, um, guys. It's I miss you guys. Doing the show live is really uh, some good. Oh, two two bits of good news. Um, our our friends over at uh, Shuffle and Cut, if you're in your area, Shuffle and Cut, our 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 friendly local game shop. They are open for curbside pickup, and I picked up a couple of monikers expansions. Guy, there's mm-hmm. 660 new monikers cards, brand new. So next time we get together, guess what? We've got some new cards, and they are great. We we played around, uh, my wife and I played around uh, a couple of nights ago. And also, so so check them out, Shuffle and Cut Games. And then also, our friends at the home studio, Under City Comics, they're open for curbside pickup as well. On the 20th. Is that right? They will be open for curbside pickup. So if if you've been missing your comic books... That's a good place to go get them. I'm under City Comics, uptown. I think uh, I read today in their post they're actually opening to the public. Yeah, well, you can go in, but they're limiting the number yeah. of people. You have to follow the rules, please. Uh, but yes, definitely, definitely check them out. And uh, you know, the podcast studio not open probably won't be open for a while. I mean, honestly, with the. Uh, given the restrictions and you know what i'm okay with that i i love you guys but uh let's not get each other sick you know what i'm saying let's uh also given the yeah. amount given the amount of beard hair we find in the microphone uh uh <laughs> <laughs> too many, too many beard hair. like three of us uh, we hope that's beard hair it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> You said that just Who like knows where that's, Who you, knows where you, that's you said that just like chunk. 
keeps talking smack to Steve, and I'm going to shave everything but my mustache. Not to, uh, not to, uh, again, that is not saying anything about uh, Undercity. It's just that uh, a lot of people use the microphones in the podcast room, and sometimes, you know, they get a little close on those mics. You, you know, guys, they're, uh, it's modern technology. You don't have to yell. Sit a few feet back and just uh, let the. You don't have to. You don't have to deep throat the mic to get mic to get good audio. <laughs> oh my god! That's only during. It's only during Call of Duty. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. Call of Duty Warzone. Um, yeah, guys. So, you know, get go buy games, buy comics, get out there and uh, support your local businesses during this uh, critical and difficult time. Um, but don't be an idiot. Follow the rules. All right. Follow the rules, wear your masks, social distancing, uh, stop posting conspiracy theories, easily debunk conspiracy theories. That helps no one. Um, stop. And be nice to people, for the love of fuck. Yeah. Be nice to people. Amen. I'm you super. Tell me what to do. I'm su- I am no. nice to people. I'm- <laughs> no, I am telling you. Be nice to people. I'm nice. I'm nice even. This is, this is not a situation. Oh my God. I can't we tell you what email? to do. Yeah, we're nice. nice. We got an email from corporate. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Justine. People are throwing things. God. People are, people are throwing things? People, people are, are throwing things at our employees because they can't return something. Oh, God. Why? So they're telling us to be careful and be safe, like, when you step out of the store. Like, what the heck, people? You know what you, you know. Right. What you know what? Listen, I, and listen. I, I don't want to get you or Patrick in trouble, but I'm going to say this as a, as a non-employee of your company. Shut it down. Shut it down. If people are going to be that way, obviously you can't behave. We're done. We're done yep. until businesses can reopen fully, and you can come in the store and air your grievances and do, I, do whatever. You I want. wish. Shut it down, man. It's. Did I you, mean, um, did you hear that um, there was like a Dollar Tree or 99 cent store? Where somebody got uh, shot, they, an employee said, "You have to put on a mask if you want to come in," and they shot him. Yeah. Uh, yes, that was in. Uh, it was back east somewhere. What's what state is that? It's got to be a state where you can carry, right? It was back east, but uh, yeah, he the the security guard was trying to enforce. I, I think the everybody had a, little, a mask on, but the little kid and the 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 security guard called out the mother. And the husband got offended, and then I think they kicked him out, and the husband went back. Is what I what I think uh, the way I, the story was heard. I could be wrong. I don't want to be telling tales out of school, but uh, yeah, that's what I heard. But imagine getting shot dead for telling somebody to put on a mask. Uh, well, there were the there were the two yeah, guys that um... there were the two guys in Target that got broken. They, they broke a security guard's arm because they were being escorted. Out for not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Now the signs. Well, now- they- oh, go ahead. And then they were also telling <laughs> us that when you like, if people are trying to get in, because we're doing crowd control, uh-huh. that if someone's really arguing with you, just let them in. That's, Jesus, no, that that, that I because would- these people are getting crazy. <laughs> Man. Hire security. Do something. That's crazy. Our company would not hire security. You guys should not be put in that position. No. That's not the job description. <laughs> and that and that's exactly my argument with all these people that are demanding things to be open. They don't care about the economy. They don't care that people uh they're saying, Oh, well, think of all the people who are gonna commit suicide because they're depressed. 
they don't care about any of that. They just want service, and they're using it as an excuse. Um, to it's only been two months. <laughs> it's been two months. What do you think it's going to look like in a year? You know, yeah. Mad Max. Well, we couldn't handle the apocalypse on easy mode. So yep, that's right. Yep, that's right. Listen to that so. burb. I know that one needs to shut up. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the beauty of nature. Okay? Here we are. Here we are. Talk- hey, shoot that bird. Here we are. Shoot that bird. All right. Here we are talking about how awful humanity is, and that bird is humanity just, is why we can't have nice things. And he, and that bird is just like singing, bird. singing his heart out for everyone. See, listen to that guy. Know. People are shitty. That's all I know. Yep. People are terrible. But be I'm, nice. I'm becoming more and more jaded. Be nice to each other. <laughs> that was a heavy sigh. Justine let out a heavy sigh. Justine. I mean, just figure out. Do you want me to stop? Do you want me to stop the train? Yes. I can go yes. out there and stand in front of the train. I want you to yeah, could you do that? Get them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's all, no, just come indoors. <laughs> Trust me, it's, I'm close enough that you'll hear it through the window. I know. I'm just letting you guys. Just episode ever. Remember when I asked at the start, of the, before we record, I go, did we get it all out? Did we get the yayas out? Everybody said yes. It was the train. What are we expected to do? You guys aren't you seven. Know. You don't. You've been doing this podcast long enough that you know things are going to get, you're going to get distracted. You just fight yeah, through so it. You know the things, you hey, listen to that bird. You're going to get distracted. You know things are tense when we yell at a bird and a train. <laughs> listen, quiet. I can hear the bird. Hear the bird. Shut that bird up. <laughs> Shut that train up. I can yell out mode. the window. and Yeah, I can yell at the train to shut up out the window, but I don't think that will work very well. Okay. But I will. Hey, let's all be kind to. to each other. Hey, like somebody once said, let's all be kind to each other. Yeah. Thanks, Ellen. I s- no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard over here. Ooh. Okay. I'm good, man. I'm good. You guys are good. It's, hey. it's good. I'm gonna edit huge portions of the show out. Don't even don't even worry about it. <laughs> like the first forty making, minutes. We're just making more work for you. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're just getting warmed up. I'm just getting <laughs> Let's start over. At least you're not bored during quarantine. I hear that little yeah. burb. I hear that burb again. Okay. Guys, let's talk about the fact that a lot of people aren't going to take the vaccine. That's where we were. We'll pick up from there. And, uh, yeah. Do we know that? Oh, you well, were you were on the yeah, phone. But- you were on the phone when I made uh, when I made that point, John. Yeah. I was just saying the mm-hmm. amount of anti-vaxxers in this country were able to bring back measles from the brink of extinction. So, right. so now think of all those people who won't take a COVID-19 vaccine. So it's something we're always yeah. we're always going to have to live with it. So, but you know it's the it's the we've been on this road a long time in this country. We reject science and we you know we just make up stuff and we just you know do whatever we want. So it's okay. We reject we reject even common sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm disappointed in people. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. This is no, my... definitely not surprised. Just disappointed. You know what it is, guys? Here's our problem. I was really thinking about this. We hang out with such awesome people. We hang out with people that are really cool. You know what I mean? And we want everybody to be up to our level. 
It's just not going to happen. So it's constant disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. I think the problem yeah. is with us, we need to lower our standards. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's our problem. We need to lower our standards. Then we're no better than the rest of them. <clears throat> Listen, we, we're, well, it's not about being better, Jake. We don't want to be better. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that. No, uh, you just want to do just, what's right. I'm just saying that because that's a nice thing to say. I do want to be better. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we just got to, you know, we just got to, God bless them. You know what I mean? Just, you know, the, what is it? They're the, the common clay, John. You know, like like God, like God bless them, or like the Southern Bellway, like oh bless your heart, like bless your heart, way. bless your heart, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, no, it's, like it's really we have to we have to adjust our our um, expectations accordingly, and we just know that no one's going to hit the high bar that we set for ourselves. I mean, are you really going to? Really in- is it's um, you get the feeling you're just everybody's on their own. There's no coordinated response. There's no coordinated intelligence. You're on your own. Hopefully. <laughs> You are, you're able to look out for yourself because we're, you know, the federal government ain't taking care of it, and uh, you're pretty much on your own. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And you know, the states don't agree on anything, so you know, you have then you have people complaining that hey, why are we opening so slowly? But now you're getting cases in places like Tennessee and Kentucky that are skyrocketing because they've gone ahead and opened back up, and they're getting the cases again. And you know, it's just going to have to. It's unfortunately a lot of people are going to have to see for themselves the side effects and you know th- you know what happens when this disease gets loose and uh, the only way we're going to learn is when people get sick exactly and then unfortunately that's going to take out some people that are really trying to maintain uh their distancing and do what it needs to be done look here in 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 LA in the LA area in the LA metro area you have LA and Orange County on lockdown but right next door in Riverside and San Bernardino counties they're opening back up. They don't even need to wear masks anymore. And it's not like the virus is going to stop at the border of each of those counties, right? People are going to commute. That's Those are the commuter counties. Riverside, San Bernardino. Yeah. People commute from those counties into L.A. and Orange counties to work. So they're going to be bringing COVID-19 asymptomatically because, you know, I'm sick, so I stay at home. But it's the people that aren't sick. Those They keep repeating. That is the... That's the danger, the asymptomatic carriers. But people don't they, they don't believe it because no one they know is sick. And so it must be a hoax. So I'm just gonna go about my business and not wear a mask and then, you know, come over here and pump gas or do whatever they need to do out here and then somebody here gets it. So it's that's the only way I, I've given up. I've given up on trying I, to to try to I stand by my earlier statement. We're all gonna die. <laughs> well eventually. Eventually, we will. Uh, sooner than later, I think. Eventually, but I mean, you'll die doing what you loved, with your with yeah. your with your hands in Making a sure. with your hands in a gross full of googly eyes. So that's, I mean, that's exactly right. That's it. Well, I'm depressed, guys. Let's let's continue. <laughs> well, on that <laughs> depressing note, maybe we should guys. redo a comedy. Let's go hey, home. Uh, gosh, I had a good time in the movie club this week. I really did. Um, mm-hmm. I really did have some a good time. Uh, I, uh, I, God, I miss you guys, and uh, I admire you so much. So I just want to, I just wanted to be known that if if this is my last podcast, hug you guys when I see you when this is all over. If this is my last podcast, I just want you to know I'm not at all happy with the way it's turned out, but I still love you guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
You guys are shit, but you know, yeah, I love you. Terrible. You're my shit. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. And my last words were, shut that bird up. <laughs> that bird is adorable. I like the bird. Justine, you're awfully quiet. Are you okay today? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm just worried about you, you know? You're the you're the favorite. We just found out uh, before the show started, we found out that Justine not only is Justine a fan favorite. <laughs> She's one, a family favorite. one of our cast members' mothers <laughs> likes Justine better than her own son. We won't say who. Yep. We won't say who it is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of the castmates' mothers likes Justine on the show better than her own son. I mean, are you really surprised? No, because she just said she just said she likes that I have a different opinion than the rest of the group, and yeah. I don't change my mind about it. <laughs> I, but what you're what. She, she's not saying is that that opinion is usually terrible, and I think that yeah. needs to be acknowledged. It's usually wrong. No, you, an opinion isn't wrong, but it can be terrible. Uh-huh. You know what no, I mean? Like, giving Casablanca a six is like, that's awful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Crime against humanity. Yeah. I mean, some people some people look at the, at the piece as a whole and not uh, not a crooked smile. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Justine rated a six because of Humphrey Bogart's. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't understand. Okay, thank you. I got, I got so lost for a second. I was, nice like, save. I was so weird. Nice save, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, explain your joke, Jake. That took me a second. I was like, what? What happened? What I didn't happened? understand that either. <laughs> Wow. That's good. You forget. You forget Humphrey Bogart's smile. That's good. I got it. Where, where do I get? I forget him completely. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time great actors. One of the Hollywood greats. <laughs> maybe we need to go back and watch more Bogey. Yeah, maybe we should. No, he's a big right. sleep. Because most movies he doesn't smile even once. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh yeah you're right he does not he's not a, he's not a smiley guy he's not a smiley guy <laughs> smiley you enjoyed him in uh, what's it called uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre yeah Treasure of the Sierra Madre she liked him in that yeah that's his true form you loved him <laughs> that's his true form like a Pokemon it's <laughs> <laughs> like his evolution like a true form that's his true form uh, yeah if, guys uh, Bogart had a Pokemon name what would it be um, uh, ugly. Whoa! Wow! wow. What? It's a Pokemon name, guys. It's a real name. Wow! You're Words terrible. hurt, Justine. Words hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're terrible. Um, hey, he you made know, more. He made more movies than Beyonce. Just remember that. All right, guys. Let's get down to it. Let's talk about it. It's time for the Digital Movie Club. Dun, 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 dun. Digital movie. Digital movie. You're in the club. Guys, Digital Movie Club. We're chugging our way through the 1980s. All right, guys? We've hit all the great teen comedies so far. We've hit Weird Science, Real Genius, Revenge of the Nerds, Pretty in Pink. We haven't done any of those movies, guys. Sorry. Nope. Uh, 
How depressed <laughs> am I? I know, you're so bummed God. out, Jake. You thought the 80s was just going to be, you thought it was going to be all fun and pastels. So we did do Fast Times at Ridgemont High, so there you go. That's good enough. That's all I get. We've done enough. That's it, buddy. That's it. That's okay. But you got to see two great movies this week. I don't even know where to start. Guys, let's, you know what? Let's finish up with the comedy because we've been really, we've been a little bummed out about this whole thing. I think, you know what's sad is we have quarantine fatigue, but not because of the quarantine, but because of other people. We have people fatigue. That's a little, that's a bummer. But you know what? These two movies really, I don't know, I don't know if they did the same for you, but they really, uh, really gave me hope for, for humanity. That's that's how inspiring I felt these movies were. It was a good double feature for sure, especially Pee Wee's mm-hmm. Big Adventure. But let's talk about uh, Justine's one of Justine's favorite genres came roaring back in the eighties with this movie, a little movie we like to call Silverado. Patrick, tell us a little bit about Silverado, if you would please. Silverado is a nineteen eighty film. Oh, that's Pee Wee. Sorry, uh, I clicked on the wrong tab. 1985 film, 7.2 on IMDb, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, came out July 10th, and was a grand total of $32.2 million. Who directed this sucker? Directed was Lawrence Kasdan. Also wrote it with his brother. Who does it star? Yeah, with his brother. Uh, we have Kevin Costner. We have uh, uh, I have to roll up uh, Scott Glenn, Kevin Costner, Kevin Klein, Danny Glover, Marvin J. McIntyre, Brad Leland. A lot of There's Kevin's in this movie. Cast. A lot John of Kevin. Cleese. Yep, John Cleese in it for about five minutes. But yeah, uh, that was a nice. But, those were a wonderful five minutes. But, but a wonderful five minutes. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. Did the silly walk and everything. So let's talk Today, about it. I turn back. Let's cut. To, let's let's go right to Justine, because the western the westerns have really become your genre. Justine, uh, westerns and war movies is what you you you've become known for. Uh, <laughs> and this is a little bit of a different take on a western. How did you feel about this? Well, you got your guy Scott Glenn with his wiry muscles, right? Sinewy. So, so <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Justine. Tell us. Oh no, one eight hundred the law two. Is somebody working Who is that? Is somebody working in a call center on the side? Is this like nineteen ninety? Side hustle. I think I'm gonna have to start doing this in the garage. There's just too much <laughs> doorbells and phones. Hey, you don't have birds and trains, so don't worry about it, John's John. It's just like leave me alone. It's people. life, man. Life it's happens. Insane. No. Nothing happens for 24 hours. Nothing happens, and then every bell in the place goes off. Man, right? <laughs> is that the name of it? Birds, trains, and telephones. Yep, birds, trains, and phones. Uh, um, let me. So you, the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is pretty boring," and I think I'm going to hate this movie. Yeah, and I think I know where this is going, and then bam, it doesn't go the way I think it's going. Uh huh. <laughs> and then it threw in all these people that I'm like, whoa, look how young you are. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know if that's what made the movie better. Uh huh. <laughs> because I was like, whoa, I know you. <laughs> um, hey there. I know hey. you. <laughs> how do you say that? So it, that was kind of like, that was hard to get out of my mind. Because uh-huh. I was like, hey, you, you, and you, and you. And it was just, like, that was cool. And I couldn't get over the fact that they were young. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was just the whole thing. I was like, 
do I like this movie because of the movie or did I like seeing these people? But you know what? Like in the end, I was still entertained. So, so let me ask you a question, Justine. Where did you think <laughs> the movie was going to go? Like what, so what? the beginning part was pretty, um, I was like, great. They're just going to be escaping from these people the whole time. But no, they end up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. And that shootout. And I was like, okay, okay. And then we moved on. Like, oh, okay. So now what is this? Like, what's the story going to be? And there's kind of a bunch of multiple stories in there. But yep. I liked it. It wasn't, I felt like it was a Western I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, just from all the ones we've been watching, yeah, um, it seems very different. Yeah, it's a very different. There was it's a very different take on on the genre that we're familiar with. Yeah, and with the storyline too, like the ones, especially a western, we've seen the same storyline over and over. So I enjoyed it a lot, and I enjoyed the humor. Um, I didn't think I would like Emmett. But I turned. I turned. I liked him afterward. Scott Glenn. That's your boy, Scott Glenn. How would you not like him? Yeah, he reminded me a lot of, I was going to look him up, the guy from The Great Escape. Steve McQueen? Um, No, 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 no. James Garner? I'll have to look him up because I'm not sure which. He wore like a little hat and he drove the bike or he had the bike. Oh, James Coburn. James Coburn. With the white hair. With the white hair, yeah. Also in Magnificent yeah. Seven, the the knife guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I sense. thought they were the same. Um, but Klein, I get it now. I get why that <gasps> girl like dated him, because I was like, this guy is old. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. The you like Phoebe Cates? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very confused, and I was like, you know what? I like him. He cares about dogs. Yes. <laughs> you never know what he's going to care about. <laughs> he cares. Right. Like, I just, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. And that's how Phoebe Cates married him. And what's interesting is, you know, Kevin Klein does not fit the, like, if you were going to, if you were, if they put a casting call out in the 80s, you know you're going to do a Western. Kevin Klein would not be the name that would pop out at no. you. No. You know. And it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a unique choice. I, 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 or and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's another guy that. Uh, oh my god, that made me laugh. I was like, I bet you Mario was excited for me to see this movie. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> with giant shoulder pads. They make him look like really ripped up. He's like super. super <laughs> How'd you feel about him being the bad guy? <laughs> um, I was okay with it. <laughs> he was never. I mean, he always played weird characters until like recently. Now yeah. he's just himself in movies. <laughs> Um. Well, good. That's. I'm glad. No, who were you surprised to see? Like, who? Who were you? Oh my god, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. I'm like, wait, this is what they have in. These are the people they have in Western now. It was just. Every, <laughs> well, you know what? Everyone. You know what's funny? Shock. I'm not a huge Kevin Costner fan, but there's three movies that I think really where he he does an outstanding. This is one of them. Waterworld um, is number two. Uh, no, Bull Durham, <laughs> and then then the Postman. <laughs> Bull Durham, and then Field of Dreams. Where I'm like, you know what, this guy, like, if he had just stuck to like, he had a certain type and a certain role that he should play, and if he had just stuck to that, he would have had a bunch. Instead of trying to play Robin Hood, I probably would have liked his career a lot better. But uh, he does have great moments, and he was great in this. He kind of he steals a little bit. Oh my god, when he's in the bar and just doing a bunch of loops. <laughs> <laughs> 
where is he? <laughs> so funny. Uh, Danny Glover's great. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I thought all the characters were pretty great. I even liked Stella. Like, she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I recognize yeah, her from a lot of things, too. I just, I couldn't pinpoint which one. Poltergeist? NCIS? No. Nope. The uh, Year of Living Dangerously? Nope. Oh, no, she wasn't in Poltergeist. Okay. She no, was she in, wasn't. Linda Hunt was I in um what's that other scary movie? Not Poltergeist. She's in another <laughs> Google it please. No, hold on. I got it. 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 Who got it first? <laughs> um where is she? Linda Hunt. Why is she not showing up as like one of the top build? Because she's only in it for about thirty minutes. Uh, she was um, she's a bunch of stuff. She was in Solo. She was in uh, the Relationship, Baby Scorpion, God of War. Go back. She was no. grandmother Willow in Pocahontas. Go back to the eighties. All right. Um, Pocahontas, really? Popeye. Dune. She was in Dune. She was in Silverado. Popeye. It might be Dune. I'm thinking Popeye? of. Hmm. We didn't watch Popeye. You don't see any. I don't Popeye. see any scary. I don't know. If, I don't know <laughs> if you like Justine. I don't know if you like Popeye because it's um, it's a uh, Popeye. I don't know if you like Popeye because it's a um, uh, it's it's a Robert Altman film. A lot of people talking over each other. John loves it. John's a huge fan of Popeye. Right, John? Huh? Oh, she's laughing for other reasons. John, are you okay? Uh, yeah, that should be the end of the interruptions. I think, uh, yeah, it just, everything was geared to a six o'clock runtime. <laughs> what happened now? What happened now? What, 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 no, I, I had I had to sign some stuff. Now that should be the end of all the interruptions. That's uh, John just no evidence. sounded like he murdered somebody. Get them to <laughs> no, sign uh, on the line, which is dotted. No, <laughs> uh, no, no evidence of termites. So I guess I'm all right. All right, man. Good for you. Yay. <laughs> I'm really mad because I just ruined a perfect because you did and I should have gone there's no termites you are termite free Oh, I guess I, I guess I'm the only patriot. So let me grab my now for something completely different. What's wrong, Justine? Where's she from? Where's she from? She's from. Uh, she's Edna Mode. <laughs> I'm kidding. She is. She does remind she looks me. Like of her though, huh? Edna, Edna. Yeah. Every time the first time I saw Edna Mode, I was like, Oh, that looks like that one actress. Well, she's su- she's, yeah. su- she's supposed to be Edith Head. Is who she's right. supposed to be? Yeah. No pun intended. Costume designer Edith Head. World famous. What did you think of your man, uh, Brian Dennehy from Rambo? <laughs> Which one was he? He was the bad guy. He was the, the main guy. He was the, the, the big bad guy. The big uh, Cobb. Yeah. He was Cobb. Cobb. He's never really likable. <laughs> Character actors. Who cares if but we're I, fat? You know what? I did like him though as a villain. Though. I thought he was pretty. He's cool. good as he's, he's a hell of an actor. He's a heck. He's. It a, was just. He's great. Yeah, I like that he. Um, I like that whole storyline was actually really cool. Mm. Um, and when they yeah, were saying bye to villain. each other, 
oh, when they said bye to each other, I was like, oh, um, he's going to be standing up and they didn't show his chest. I'm like, he's going to fall because he got shot. But I guess that's just before that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Right? Didn't you think that? I was like, oh, they both got shot because they never showed his chest. It's funny because as unconventional as this Western is, you do get the good, the bad, and the ugly people doing the, uh, and then dying. Like, the, like it's not super violent. It's still people. Oh, yeah. People, when he shot both people on both sides of the building. Was, oh, that was so cool. Super cool. I love it. All right. I'm glad you liked it. I'm super glad you liked that. Uh, let's go over to Jake. Jake's a huge fan of 80s movies, uh, but not, maybe not this type of 80s movie. Let's find out what Jake had to say. Jake, what did you think of uh, Silverado? I thought it was great. I mean, the characters are so interesting and nuanced that it's kind of hard to look away. And they're all, yeah, they all have their little quirks about them. And yeah, I thought it was great. Even the even the villain Cobb, I thought was super interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's very different than a standard western. Lots of character development. Lots of um, you know, lots of um, well, it's different from the westerns that we've seen, where we see right. a lot of people playing a type. And this is really more about the characters and filling in that relationship with Cobb and, and uh, Kevin Klein and, and kind of filling in all the blanks there. Um, and even there, I like that you, uh, for a while, you're not sure where Kevin Klein's going to end up because he's uh, he's like, don't don't get in my way. And he's like, okay, I won't, you know. I just don't want to come nah. in. Yeah, I think he's kind of like, mm. Nah, you knew he was going to do something. You knew. <laughs> you knew he liked dogs from the start. Yeah, and I thought him and Stella worked really well together. Yes, their relationship's really good, yeah. Uh, Awesome relationship, yeah. A lot of fun to watch them, too. Just watching everyone on screen, any combination of anyone, they all work really well together. I kind of like that there wasn't a love story happening. Yeah, that's the only... That's one of my big... kind of was, but there wasn't a focus. That's one of my big drawbacks. That would have taken away from it. Yeah. One of my big drawbacks is that you don't really need the Rosanna Arquette uh, character, you know, nope. she's there and then yeah. she's not. And she doesn't really. There's no real purpose for her, which is she doesn't bring. She doesn't add anything to it. Which, which is I, that's not the same thing about against her. It's just there's no point to that character. So you just kind of feel like you, there's they no didn't. there's no. Uh, I'm wondering if they cut some stuff out. If there's like deleted. Maybe it feels like there's missing stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that should have been a bigger she part. Really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's inconsequential completely. Completely inconsequential yeah. to the main plot of the story. You think that I maybe? Think oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think things got edited out. Cause yeah, because it you doesn't think, make sense. You think at first maybe she's going to be like it's going to be something against her, like Brian Dennehy's character has something against her, or there's some kind of they're going to protect her. You know, the typical Western. Maybe they, maybe yeah. that maybe that was the point of having her in there, so that you wouldn't it wouldn't unfold the way you thought it was going to unfold. You know, maybe that was the whole thing. But uh, yeah, there's really not a lot of point for her to be there. And her story mm-hmm. gets very um, stilted and disjointed. So that, for me, is a knock on the movie itself. But other than that, I think it's pretty solid. Jake, did you have a favorite? Who was your which character's story did you like the best? Ooh, I I don't know. I think I like uh, Peyton. I think Peyton was my favorite. He was a good character, <laughs> definitely. Um, but Great I, I, character I, he goes kind of yeah a little back and forth and I mean, you have a feeling that he's gonna kill Cobb but you're still not quite sure yeah you know they have that past yeah and, uh, he, and you know he owes him 13 bucks and that 13 bucks is 
you know, no, he took it out of the poker chips. Finally, yeah. Um, I, I was just going to bring up a point, and as I often do, I forgot my own point. So uh, let's go to over to Pat. Or, I'm sorry, yes, Patrick. I almost said Payton. Let's go over to Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, what do go you think, Payton. man? You got that Payton um, beard? No wonder. I Justine was on the same page with Justine for this movie. Like I started off, and I was like, eh, okay, like this makes me miss old westerns. I'm not really enjoying this story so far. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they meet up with the wagon train, shit started getting crazy. And I was just like, okay, this is a completely different take. Like, I started to really get into it and enjoy the movie. Um, Just it was like a nice, it was a really interesting way how they kind of all bonded and twisted together and how their stories worked out. And um, I just, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And then the last 30 minutes was just nuts. Like, it was off the hook. Everybody's dying. Yeah, everybody's getting killed. Which was great, and yeah, and it was just, it was really well done. Uh, I really enjoyed it. All right, nice. I'm glad that. And that- Mal's story was really cool to me. I, I like the fact that he was coming home. Like that felt like the really old traditional western. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that story. Like I was nice that that was there. Like you got that feel of oh, okay. There's some nostalgia for us. Yeah, with the twist of of I love that he you know that like you get the the backstory that they escaped that they escaped the South you know and that they they left the South to to leave that kind of life behind and here they were again yeah. you know back kind of back to square one in the same situation and uh, I just like Danny the Danny Glover's character is just like a, such a badass you know what I mean like uh, yeah like he's uh, he's very capable mm-hmm. I love that he's that but you need that guy he's like the he's the he's the real experience like gunman you know so i thought that was really cool i love that uh i loved his character where he shoots the guy in the hand and that whole thing with the rifle and uh when yeah when, he was he was pretty cool uh scott glenn looks like he should have been a cowboy um he fits <laughs> yeah he, he fits like he fits, really well he's got that sinewy look and danny glover uh really i really felt like he looked like man he, yeah. he, he looked like he belonged in the old west um, that I think was, the only person who really stood out for me is just Jeff Goldblum. It was a, a strange choice, but I like that they, for me that I, was I like, like that they made him a gambler, so it kind of made sense. Yeah. You know, he's like a city slicker kind of a guy, and and just so I like. Yeah, that. Oh. contextually, I can fit it. It's just like personally, I was like, uh, okay. Well, because you, you, you have a lot of that post '80s Jeff Goldblum in your head. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can tell it's early Jeff Goldblum, and mm-hmm. it's not like Jurassic Park level. Yeah, John Sandy, what did you think of this one? I, you know, I have no idea how you feel about this movie. Uh, either way, I don't know if you're a fan or not. So let's let's talk about it. What yeah, is, this is uh, yeah, this is one of the all time great westerns. You got to hand it to Lawrence Kasdan. This this is a very memorable western, and uh, it's true. It doesn't really follow a lot of the old cliches. He found a way to kind of come at it from some interesting angles. Mm-hmm. And um, it's probably I heard that he said he and his brother, they just watched Westerns all the time as kids. They knew every Western backward and forward. So I think they probably set out to write one that was a little different. And uh, like you said, a little more about the relationships and that it really just makes it uh, intriguing, you know? Yeah. It's uh, beautifully shot. Every every shot is gorgeous. And, uh, you know, it's a great area. I guess most of that was New Mexico and they just found some great spots the film and um, yeah like that um canyon they loop through is really cool yeah i like when the horses very, were running in that little yeah like horseshoe thing with oh yeah yeah 
very original. You know, I think, I mean, think of the things that he's written, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This guy knows how to write an intriguing movie. He knows how to write great dialogue. Uh, all of that came in real handy for this. If you want to do a memorable Western. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen this in a long time. And I thought, boy, there wasn't a moment where my uh, interest uh, flagged. It was just absolutely riveting. And you think, yeah, this doesn't feel like a lot of Westerns you've seen. Oh, uh, you know, it has a very modern so, sensibility. Yeah. And he said also there was an interview attached to the, the movie where he said, they weren't interested in a lot of like, they didn't want it to look like the wild bunch with a lot of blood spurting. They said it was okay with them. If people died the old fashioned way, just kind of clutch their heart and keel over. Yeah. I, th- it I thought it was cool. Real. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I, I, I didn't mind that. That's kind of a, it doesn't feel any less real. It's just, he said, we, we wanted kids to be able to come and see it. And so he said, we didn't tone it down. We just thought there's no sense in doing slow motion, you know, falls with blood squirting everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like wild bunch style. Yeah, I think but, it works. You know, every character's great, but I, I just really love the Kevin Klein character. I think it's such a, a fascinating character. You know, the arc, the whole story arc with him is just fascinating. And um, it's just great from the very beginning, the way you meet him just laid out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in his long johns. I think that's just a great entrance, you know? Yeah. But, uh, he was just preparing to die, you know, just sort of laid out there, you know? That's a good character intro for sure. And uh, it is great. You know when he gets to the when he gets the job at the saloon and you you see how he's he's really forming a bond with Stella. It's just a really great great uh, couple scenes there, and you realize the depths of this guy. You know that he really uh, he's not going to let anything bad happen to anybody that's close to him. So uh, well, I, like, I guess that's my favorite. Character was good too when she was like yeah. when she was saying like I hate that people good people are dying because of me. Like oh wow yeah what a great character. Yeah. Yeah, she had she had some great lines. Mm. Yeah, yeah they're really cool. Especially they the way she got him to. Um, what's that? No, I was just saying. I, I really like how they brought everybody's story together. How they're all interconnected. I think that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And that's tricky. It's it, really yeah, tricky to do it. it. Can be really rough. It didn't feel forced. It can look real. It didn't feel forced. Yeah, sometimes it looks too too manipulated, you know. But this one really felt natural. Everybody had a reason for going up against you know the gang. So it was, yeah. was kind of cool, yeah. yeah. Everybody had their own reason, but they so they joined forces, and it just they just all happened to get along, which was which was cool. I like that. Yeah, very believable that they'd all be that they would all strike friendships. It was very believable, you know. Mm-hmm. They all did the right thing. Uh, you were going to say something, John, especially concerning uh, uh, Linda Hunt's character. You were going to say something about Stella. Oh, uh, just um, just the everything, the whole setup, you know, where they show her how she's. She's a uh, very, she's, she's rigged the, um, the back of the saloon so she can stand up, you know, face to face with everybody and all that. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. Uh, great touches, you know, and also the way she said, look, feel free to do what you got to do. He can't do any bad if he's dead. You know, it's like, I was kind of great the way she sort of said, don't worry about me. You know, I love it. Basically just get green lighted a murder. She's <laughs> like, yeah, he needs to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, everybody was great. There's not a we- there's not a weak link in this movie. It's it's one of the all time great westerns. And really, when you look at the '80s, I don't think there's a hell of a lot of westerns besides this and uh, Pale Rider. I don't know if there are m- many many more westerns in that decade. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I think that was really it. And then they kind of started making a comeback again in the '90s. Um, yeah, but we still get them about once every five years, maybe. Uh, not as not as often, but uh, you know. 
it's definitely not like it was back in the 60s, 50s, and 60s where they were just, you know, cranking them out. Yeah, but, uh, that was the golden era, I guess. Yeah. This definitely had the feel of, a, of an older Western in the way it was shot. It definitely had that John Ford kind of a feel uh, as yeah. far as the cinematography. But, yeah, as far as the story, it's a very, like you guys said, it's a very modern uh, take. I don't watch this movie very often, but I'm always pleased when I watch it. I'm always like, oh, that was a good movie. You know, I, I've always, it, it's not in my, it's one of those movies that I always, when I think back on it or I, I catch it, I'm like, gosh, I really like this movie. I don't know why I don't um, really talk about it more or anything. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a solid yeah. experience for me. And it's, it's because of the characters. So, all right, let's 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 rank this one. Uh, Justine, did you look up any trivia? I know sometimes when you like a movie, you'll look up trivia. So I wanted to give you a moment. Um, no, I didn't look up anything on this one. Um, I wasn't curious about much. They honestly just they yep. just entertained me. So they left it all. It wasn't on. anything like I was curious about. Like okay. what, what happened here, what happened there. Right. It was pretty good. All right, cool. Well. well, let's 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 rank it then, Justine. What do you say? Eight. Oh, an eight from Justine. Patrick. Um, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Uh, Jake. I give this one an eight and a half. Eight point five, John. I give it a nine. It's one of my favorite westerns. Wow, John's going to go nine. I'm going to go the opposite end. I'm going to go a little bit lower than everybody else. I'm going to go seven. It gets dinged for me because um, the little henchman guy doesn't get enough. That's just story. It's kind of a throwaway. Um, Who's the henchman? The little, the little other, the other little guy, the the crazy guy that was the. Um, oh, Tyrese. Tyrese, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Jeff Fahey, yeah. That guy kind of that kind of <laughs> yeah, gets thrown out, and so is the Rosanna Arquette thing. Um, but so, but uh, so it's not perfect for me. But I, I like it. I like. Trust me, I like it. So it's, I'm going to give that a seven. A seven is good. That's like to me, you know. I feel like that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just wanted, I feel like I felt like I had to justify it because I liked it the least, but I still like it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to one of the all-time classic 1980s comedies that people don't think about as being an 80s movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Patrick, what can you tell us about Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in 1985, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Box office was $40.9 million, directed by Tim Burton and featuring music by Jake's favorite... uh, Danny Elfman. That one guy. Danny Elfman. Yeah, that 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 one that one guy. Tim Burton refuses to not call for any movie. Let's go. Let's reverse. Wish he would. Wow. Never. Just kidding. Let's reverse quickly. And let's go with John. We're going to John. Let's talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Let's talk about the impact it had on your life, how it changed you <laughs> for the better. Uh, <laughs> the impact it had on my life. Do you remember? I've decided to live by its tenants. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, do you remember? How does it make you feel? Do you remember the way you felt <laughs> walking out of this the, out of this movie? Uh, yeah. When I saw this back when it came out, I didn't know much about Pee Wee Herman. I think um, he'd been on Letterman a bunch, and he had that live show at the Roxy. But this is before his TV show, and mm-hmm. I think um, this must have been the introduction. Yeah, for a lot of really, people, I, I didn't know anything about him that much. For a lot of people, this was his, but, um, this was his big, big entrance. 
And this is Tim Burton's first movie. So really, it's a great introduction for both of them. Yes. Uh, you know, with this movie, you either get the humor or you don't. You know, you can see where this would leave a lot of people cold. You either like that sort of silly humor and love the fact that it's going in some weird places or it just completely leaves you out. I, I responded to it. I thought it was hilarious. Very, very odd. Totally original. Doesn't look like anything. Doesn't no. feel like anything you'd seen before. And it also, aside from and, some of the clothes, uh, doesn't feel like an '80s movie per se. It doesn't follow any of those conventions. No. So you could just it could be from any time, really. Right. The the only thing that stamps it as for the '80s is that there was a bit of a. Yeah. Um, Sorry, kids. We it does have some. Oh no! I was going to say we, I was going to say we had to pause there very quickly. Had a little. Uh, we dropped Justine, but she's back. Guys. She's back. So don't worry. Uh, continue with your thought, John. Pray continue. Oh, I, uh, I think you were saying it doesn't look uh, obviously 80s. And what it's got is kind of like a retro. It's got kind of a retro look, kind of like a 50s, 60s toy store look. Kind of, Almost yes. Primary. They got the primary colors and a lot of toys and gadgets and things. So it's it's really got more of like a 60s aesthetic to it, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, what's interesting. Here's a little trivia is that. Um, they had uh, given Pee Wee Herman, uh, they said they'd seen the show that he did at the Roxy. They wanted to give him his own uh, movie, and they gave him a list of directors, like 100 directors that could, could do it. And he didn't like any of the names on the list, and he was prepared to just not do it. And I think somebody said, my God, you've got a green light for a movie to just take it, pick a name and run with it. And he said, no, none of these guys are going to do it you know, the way I want to do it. In the meantime, a friend showed him two of those uh, Tim Burton shorts, like Frank and uh, Weenie Vincent and Frank and Weenie. And, uh, that was the original Frank and Weenie, like in black and white with Daniel Stern and Shelley Duvall. Yeah. And, um, it was so quirky and fun and, uh, had a great visual sense. He said, this is the guy he's totally going to get my sense of humor. This is the guy I need. So they, they, they connected and, uh, Tim Burton went for it. And he said, my God, he brought so much to the movie. Um, I was things that you think were totally Pee Wee Herman, uh, like the way the house looked, you know, a lot of that was sort of like left, uh, sort of ambiguous on the script. Like it just said, you know, machine cooks breakfast for Pee Wee. And he said, Tim Burton's the one that cooked up all that craziness with the, you know, with all the, the Rube Goldberg stuff. You mm -hmm. know? Uh, uh, so even though a lot of those toys and things that were in inside the house, those are all from Pee Wee Herman's personal collection. He says, uh, making it happen visually a lot of that was Tim Burton. He said that was just a stroke of luck to find one guy who kind of got his sense of humor and his sensibility. You know, he said it would just wouldn't have been the same movie if he picked anybody else on that list. You know, yeah. So, what I was noticing this time was, around was all of the, uh, the, the the some of the cuts and the camera work and the visual yeah. gags. I was like, you know, when Burton wants you, he can be a really, really. He could have done really good comedies like really solid comedies because there's a lot of stuff in here that's just funny no matter what if it wasn't in a peewee herman movie it would still be funny and uh well like uh like beetlejuice think about how funny beetlejuice was you know yeah so and that was his that was his second movie you know it's his trajectory just went through the roof because then the third movie's batman so he just did not look back but he starts from a really weird innocent place you know yeah 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 uh, so did, and, you, did, uh, did you catch this in the, in the, in its theatrical run? Oh yeah. And, and we laughed our ass off. It was just hilarious, but I can see where if you don't get that sense of humor, it's just going to leave you cold. But it, to me, it completely connected. I just thought it was hilarious. It is a weird character, but once you're on board, you just, you know, once you get it, it's almost like a silent movie character. Kind of. Yeah. Intentional. It almost has the feeling of like a Keaton or a Lloyd or a Chaplin film. 
um, just the physicality of it. But it's just so innocent. You don't get that kind of innocent uh, comedy very much anymore, you know. Wow. And um, everything's so jaded. It just really feels, even back then, it felt like a breath of fresh air. It's not that and, innocent, um, John, because remember, he's all alone and he's rolling a big donut and a snake wearing a vest comes That's out. right. <laughs> and, you know, all the incidental characters are great, too. You know, everybody yeah. is perfectly cast. It's, and, uh, it's almost like he was setting up for Pee Wee's Playhouse because you have all these people that are just these weird, oddly named, you know, uh, with, um, do you have something to say, Amazing Larry? Like, <laughs> the guy's name is Amazing Larry. I love it. Um, hey, you know what? Everybody, I listened to the director's commentary. They said, everybody always thought it was really weird that this character never gets followed up on. What, who is this guy, Amazing Larry, with the uh, the rainbow hair? And it's like they never actually go back and <laughs> explain who he is. Nope. And they showed a deleted scene where he, he meets him. He's a magician that he meets in that magic shop. And he does a trick where he's got a toupee, just a regular like bowl cut toupee. And it sort of like rotates off his scalp and into the... Uh, into the rafters and um and there's a whole scene that they deleted where he goes you should try something a little bit different and he looks out the window and he sees a punk rocker with like green and, and, and purple hair and he goes say how about and the next time you see him at that meeting he's got that weird hair oh that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> so he said he said for decades people have been going what is it with this, this character never turns up again what is it with this amazing larry guy <laughs> I, I I like that they left it that way though. I do like that they left it that oh, way. Oh yeah, it's, it's, because it feels like it's part of his world, which it, nothing makes any sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's just a guy <laughs> he knows. Yeah, it's a guy he knows named Amazing Larry. Um, I love it. Yeah, and you've got to you've, you've got to love that whole scene at the uh, uh, in uh, Cabazon with the uh, dinosaurs. Yes, you know. Yes, of course. Yeah, which. And, you know, it's funny, that exists, and a lot of people that saw the movie thought that they built that just for the movie, and they was all, no, that really just sits out in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, you know? I've been there. I've been there. The last, Isn't it great? Uh, the last time, we were, last time we were there, I think my daughter was about, she was she was tiny. She was barely walking, and I remember it was very windy. That's where all the windmills are. Whenever they do a, we need a shot of the windmills in California. That's where they are. They're out in, they're in Cabazon on the way to Palm Springs. And... Um, it was super windy, and I remember my daughter was just learning to walk, and she kept getting the wind kept blowing her over. So I have a very vivid memory <laughs> of going out to see those dinosaurs. But uh, yeah, uh, good, good, good times. I love this movie; it always makes me laugh. Um, so I'm glad that John, that you're a fellow. I think we've quoted it more than once to to one another. Uh, I I quote this movie a lot. Uh, I'm trying to use the phone. It's probably the one that I use the most. Uh, <laughs> did you spot? Did you spot Elvira? Elvira is the redhead in the biker bar. That's the real Elvira. Yes, and then Phil Hartman, I think, is one of the writers, right? And he, yeah, tur- I always forget he turns up at the end as the um, as the as a reporter. Uh, as a reporter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go with someone who hadn't seen it. Had everyone seen this before? Um, I was hazy on it. <laughs> okay, then let's start with you, Hazy Maisie. What did you think, hazy Justine? Hazy Um, I remember loving this movie when uh-huh. I was little. Loved it and quoted it, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just not the same as an adult. <laughs> I I tend to like this movie more as I've gotten older. Because I appreciate really? I appreciate I some of the just some of the weirdness and then just some of the the dumber jokes tend to like land better now that I'm older. I don't know why. Maybe 
It's like a fine mm. wine. But what, Just, so, Justine, yeah. you feel like you've outgrown it? Do you feel like you've outgrown it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, I mean, I still thought it was, like, fun to be in the world. Yeah. But yeah. there was still just a part of, like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the things I liked about, like, I love the, because uh, the, like you were saying, the colors, it's very, um, like, a comedy film. It's the colors of a comedy film. It's yeah. just everything's bright. Yeah. All the reds are redder. Like, everything's just bright. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's just so out there that it wasn't really sticking <laughs> with me. And I was, I, I felt like a kid, like I felt like an adult watching kids fight when they were like, you know, you have it my, I know you have it, but like, I was like, okay. <laughs> That's the whole point. I totally did that as a kid. Like, that was totally me. And like, me as an adult is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but what about. Herman is the epitome of a man child. But what about when he says yeah. things like, Go ahead and scream your head off. We're miles from where anyone can hear you. <laughs> when that happens, I'm laughing. Like, the dark parts made me laugh. It's but a, there are other parts that are just like, uh... uh. <laughs> it's a good character because he is a little bit of a kid. Sometimes he's a little bit of a smart ass. Sometimes yeah. he's a little bit of... You know, I do like that about the character that, uh, you know... But he's generally um, likable. He's generally likable. So um, yeah, and I don't know if any of you guys heard the um, Conan episode with him on it. No, he was on Conan's um, podcast, and he was talking about how he would write Walt Disney a letter saying that he was better than the kids that he casted, and that he can do a better <laughs> job than those kids. <laughs> like he always believed in himself as a child, and just felt like I am so much better than these people that they're putting on. Like, oh my and god! I, wow. So watching him, I'm like, you're just hilarious. Like, he probably could. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say Pee Wee Herman is better than Kurt Russell, but I would, I maybe would have liked Pee Wee Herman in The Monkey's Uncle, maybe, maybe in, in one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Monkey's Uncle. Yeah, the uh, the million dollar duck with uh, Pee Wee Herman would have been interesting. No. Uh, yeah, so he felt like he should always be a child star. And I, so, like, watching a movie, you're like, oh, yeah, look at him. So, yeah, that's like his dream. <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's kind of, that's he yeah. Um But now I like the movie. It was good. Um, I like the colors. Uh, the storyline is crazy, and I was okay with that. I knew what it was going to be. Um, it's, it's just not the same now for me. You- the dark moments crack me up because I it's things I never noticed as a kid, <laughs> <laughs> like large march. Just- <laughs> yeah. that, but- I just didn't notice no. these things. By the way, when funny. I watch this movie, that that is a that is a genuine jump scare because you are not expecting that in this kind of movie, and it's just no, so no. it's so. I remember seeing it the first time; it really like got me because it was so jarring. <laughs> You're just like, whoa. And then it's stop motion, so it has that weird otherworldly look to it. You're just like not expecting it. So, um, But there are some genuine moments in this movie that really make me laugh. And a lot of them do involve him just being, a, like like Jake said, a man-child. But I can see where it would be annoying also, Justine. So you deal with four man-children all the time on this podcast. So I understand why. <laughs> I understand why that would, uh, that would kind of I mean- rub you the wrong way. You if you watch it. any of like my kid home videos, like I'm constantly quoting 
<laughs> quoting this and Wayne's World is like my top two movies all the time. <laughs> oh, like constantly. Good, good stuff. <laughs> Let's go with Jake. Jake, the big uh, 80s comedy aficionado. What do you think, Jake? What did you think watching now? Uh, now, I like, I like this movie as, as a child. It's, yeah, it's very kind of out there and just super goofy and weird. And there's I I I don't know I I don't know why like I think I'm like I figured I would have um, thought this movie wasn't this funny watching it now but it is so goddamn funny <laughs> it's genuinely funny it's not just the see people I think people forget they just think oh it's Pee Wee Herman being weird for two hours but it is no. there are some good jokes in here uh, there's um <laughs> there's two two scenes that I laughed like a complete utter idiot. <laughs> For about five minutes. First one was when he was in Texas and um, he was calling um, Dottie. Right? Uh huh. Calling Dottie. She's like, "Where are you? I'm in Texas." He's like, "Oh, like how? Like how do I know you're in Texas?" Like, "Oh, I can prove it." And the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. I just I couldn't stop laughing at that part. And I liked the whole thing with the um, with the waitress. How she always wanted to go to Paris and yes. bumps into her in Texas. I'm like, oh, she's fucking going to Paris, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> her dream was to go to Paris, Texas. Uh, I love and it. And the other one was um, is the um, is the bar scene, the whole tequila dance thing. I always laugh at that too. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I love mm. it. First we hang him, but yeah, it's then we kill him. It's, it's so weird. I feel like the I feel like the Texas one that definitely reminded me of like a Mel Brooks moment. Kind of a, like it has a little more of an airplane kind of, or it's like the same thing when he's like, "What do you remember, kid?" I remember the Alamo. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, just super stupid, goofy humor in the best way possible." The Alamo doesn't have a basement. Um. Yeah, just there's some some great lines in here. Uh, just I love the way that uh, <laughs> there's a scene with the uh, with the mattress tags where he says, uh, you know, those little mattress tags that say "Do not <laughs> yeah. remove one." And at first you think he's saying it to scare him, and after afterwards you're thinking, you know, given the way this movie's going, he might that might actually have been what he did. That may have been it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I like the way the cop just is like, oh. Uh, he's like he was. He's like, I just wanted to see what you look like in that cute little outfit. Want to take a, yeah. yeah, take man, a picture of the last one? Yeah, <laughs> he's like looking at him in the car, just like, mm. yeah. There's a lot of really good moments in this movie. Um, I'm a loner, and Jotty, a rebel. Was, and everyone was at the uh, everyone was at the screening of the movie. Yes. Um, the, then you Literally get the, everyone. You get the parody movie at the end, which is always good. The movie within the movie. Paging oh, I love that one. That was funny. Paging James Mr. Brolin. Herman. Yeah, James Brolin. <laughs> yeah. We had Josh Brolin last week in the Goonies, and James was this week. Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> you have a package in at the front desk, Mr. Herman. He said he, he had the most fun playing that cameo. You get to do everything you're not supposed to do as an actor. Like, look at the camera and all this stuff. <laughs> It looked like it was fun. He's moving around in the background. Yeah. You can tell the director's telling him to move. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so good. 
Uh, yeah, Tim Burton, he, man. This really, said, yeah. this really made me appreciate Tim Burton more. I, I'm I'm very hot and cold on Tim Burton. I will tell you that. Um, Everybody is. <laughs> but, uh, man, this one really made me appreciate, the you know, just some of the camera angles and some of the cuts. There's a there's a few where he just cuts right away, and then that's part of the joke. It makes it funnier, like the whole thing when the, with yeah. the lights, where he turns. I'm not the lights, but when he uh, when he strikes the match in the dark, and it's all these like taxidermied animals, <laughs> 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 and it just cuts. It really yeah. made me laugh. It's just such a weird movie, <laughs> but uh, nothing makes any sense. Yeah. And that's why I like it. Let's go to Patrick. I'm I'm concerned about Patrick with this one because this seems like yeah. this has the potential to really irritate Patrick. Let's talk about it. I'm always pa- concerned. Patrick, <laughs> Pee Wee's Hermit, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, go. Uh, you're not wrong. I'm not a huge fan of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I was never like, oh my god, too close so to funny. home. Too close to home. Is that how you feel about it? Too close. to <laughs> Whoa. No, it just I, it Whoa. wasn't a wasn't a huge film for me. Like I never was like, oh my god, I have to watch this. Uh-huh. So it, it's it has its moments where there are funny parts, but it's not like my one of my top comedies that I love to watch. Like it's it's just something that I can put on and laugh about, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. What about Spec? <laughs> it's just okay. It's just it's it's. Sometimes he can grate on me a little bit, and I think that's probably what it is. Mm. But, I mean, overall, it's funny. It has its moments, but it's not my favorite. I'm going to tell you a secret, Patrick. John and I are suckers, and we've never discussed this, but we are suckers for any movie that ends up on a movie lot. Is that correct, John? (laughs) (laughs) Mario. Blazing Saddles. Would you like it? when he meets Godzilla, that's what I was just going to throw it. That, that's that. what I was just going to throw it, Patrick. Patrick, what did you think of that scene, though? You get I mean, Godzilla. those are funny moments. It reminds me of like Blazing Tattles and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. those moments, I can laugh at. But it's just overall, it's not my, it's not my favorite. Why are you? Why are you the way you are? Why, why do you think that? This movie <laughs> literally has everything: it's got action, comedy, okay. romance, crime, mm-hmm. romance, adventure, giant monsters, yeah. Dinosaurs, you cartoon. You got car like cartoony gags in there. Like what? What's not to like? That's got everything. You got a score by Danny Elfman. Got a score by Danny Elfman. You have choreographed dances. Yes, you know what? I think it's because Jake loves it so much. Is why I. Hate it so much. I don't hate this film. It's just it's not like oh my god, this is one of my favorites. Okay, it's okay. For me. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, yeah. Did you kids watch? Now you guys were were right in the age. Did you watch Pee Wee's Playhouse when you were growing up? Did, was that a thing that you guys enjoyed? We were in the nineties. I'm born in the eighties. Yeah. I, do you remember? Pee- do you remember Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like when I watched it. I'm like, how come he's not talking to his couch and stuff? But then. <laughs> yeah, that was much like, later. Yeah, this more, is... He talked to more objects, but. Um, I think the TV show is more like his stage show. I think that's like a year. The TV show is a year after this movie, and it, it looked more like his stage show, where all the uh, the chair and the you know the wall hangings and the uh, couch—they all have faces and they all talk to yeah, him and all funny. that. <laughs> I want to see the stage show now, John. You got what, Terry? That's, Terry the pterodactyl. That's that's on videotape. Um, somewhere out there, there's a video, probably on YouTube. Of the actual uh, stage show from the Roxy back in the uh, early '80s. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. yeah da, 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 da. How about that score? That's though, a huh? great opening. Oh, is that a great opening? 
I love it. Bum, bum, Pouring the cereal bum, and all that. Bum, I love it. Bum, bum. <laughs> I want you, when next time you're busy at work and you are Justine and you're super busy and you're pulling orders, I want you to go. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry, what? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Oh, what? So, let's rank it. Let's go with John. Well, you, you haven't. You didn't talk about it. I I kind of interjected throughout the whole thing. I, that's what I do. I sprinkle my commentary through you yours. You talked about it before you'd ask you. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Okay, All right. it always makes me. It always makes me laugh. I enjoy this movie immensely. I loved it when it came out. I've continued to love it. Uh, I had an uncle who I never thought would love this movie. This is the uncle that took me to see Full Metal Jacket. So uh, when I was like, you know, 16, right? He's like, we're going to go see this so you can see what Vietnam was like. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, he loved this movie. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. And would just laugh and laugh. So this movie reminds me of that a lot. But uh, when I worked at the video store, this is a movie that was in constant rotation when I worked at the video store. So I have fond memories of this movie. So I do enjoy it. But let's rank mm-hmm. this sucker. Let's go with John first. John's a... John's our resident uh, movie critic here. John, what do you uh, what do you give the uh, what do you give the old Pee Wee's Big Adventure? You know, I'm going to give it a very high rating. I just I just laughed my ass off and thoroughly enjoyed it last night. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Perfect, Jake. Uh, Jake, you're sort of our uh, our uh, resident movie critic here. What, what do you give this one? Uh, what do you give the old Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I also give it an eight. Eight. Perfect. Justine, it's a perfect eight. A perfect eight. Justine, you are you're kind of a movie critic around here. What uh, what do you I give it a seven? A, you give it a seven. Seven. Wow. Little, little little lower for okay, here we go. We're going into the low scores now. Patrick, you're sort of the uh, resident still, movie critic still around here. Casablanca. <laughs> yes, yeah, what? Uh, I said Patrick, you you're uh, you're sort of the movie uh, critic around here. What uh, what do you give the old Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Uh it's a seven. Seven. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Hey, she pulled it. He pulled the Justine. <laughs> no. All right, guys. Give it a high I one. Appreciate it. Like, it's a good, like, well done movie. It's just not one of my favorites. And you yeah. still get to seven. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, I I'm can gonna, respect it. <laughs> I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5 for me. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And it's a good year. Also, guys, uh, this. this this comedy is a has a perfect running time. Don't go too crazy. Don't comedies don't need to be over an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? No, no. That's it's definitely it's definitely the right length for sure. That's what she said. All right, mm-hmm. guys. For oh, next week, don't forget we're going to do Star Trek Three. That's the search for Spock. The last time we mm-hmm. left Spock, he was dead. So how can we be searching <gasps> for? Spoilers, spoilers. How can we be searching for Spock if he's dead? Hmm. Let's talk about it. Hmm. We'll talk about it next week. And also, uh, I think, is this our first 80s? Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, Of course, The Thing, one of the all-time great horror movies. But we're going to be doing another 80s horror movie called Fright Night. Fright Night. With with some very familiar faces. Fright Fright Night. Fright Night. Fright Fright Night. It's the original. It's the... um, Make sure you get the original from the 80s, not the remake. Yes. I mean, that should be understood because we're in the 80s, but I never underestimate people doing the wrong thing. 
I'm surprised we you all still- like the right version of taking a Pelham one, two, three. Yeah. <sighs> Just kidding. One of the all-time greats. One of the highest movies in our uh, in our whole uh, ranking system. Taking a Pelham one, two, three. Am I right, Justine? What'd we give that? Sure. What'd we give taking? Because it's a because it's, it's a good movie. Oh man, that movie's so good. So good. Was it all tens? It was all tens, right? I don't what think. Movie? Taking a Pelham one, two, three. Taking a Pelham one, two, three. I think Jake didn't like it. Huh? What? In the words of the I think Beastie, I liked it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tend like it. In the words what of the, year is that? I'm in still the wor- going back. It's seventy four, seventy three. In the words okay, of the Beastie yeah, Boys, it's the taking of the Pelham one, two, three. If you want, the two. I gave it a ten. Everyone else gave it a nine. Perfect. Ah. Perfect. Oh, so we all suck except for Justine. Uh, <laughs> what? That's a great movie. I, I don't know why we didn't give it a ten. Uh, why did I not give Pelham one, two, three a ten? Hey, Jerry Stiller's in that too. I don't know. I gave it a ten. Justine, you know what? This this takes a, this takes a little bit of heat off of you for um, for Casablanca. Not all of it, but a little bit. Okay, it's a good a little bit. You know what? Anybody else getting a thing that says trying to disconnect? Mm-mm. No. no. Okay, my phone's saying trying to disconnect. Hmm. It's because it hates us, John. Yeah. I guess. I guess. You know who doesn't so hate everyone's you, John? Okay with, um, so everyone's okay with 6 p.m. next, uh, next yeah, yeah. Wednesday? Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I think I should be good. If anything changes, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you guys, please take care of yourselves. Be careful out there. Uh, and you as well. Continue to stay healthy. Be nice to people. And be strong. Be nice. Be nice. Nice. No. Nice. I don't nice. need a sympathy trophy. I just want you to be nice. nice. I don't want to. People are jerks, I wanna, man. I don't want to well, be nice. But yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks because the situation is just amplifying people's uh, uh, bad uh, personality traits. Is what I, That's not mm-hmm. what I, the way I wanted to put that sentence. But yeah, it's amplifying people's faults. And, uh, you know, me included, man, I'm, I'm super combative right now. I have no tolerance for people that are trying to put other people in a situation where their health is going to be at risk or pushing crazy conspiracy theories. I have no time for that. And I just let people know I don't. So I, I've been combative. I have to work on that because I know this is a time when we need to be listening to, to, to each other and bring, bridging gaps. But at the same time, eh, screw them. You know what I'm saying? You feel me, dog? You feel me? If they don't share our opinion, screw them. <laughs> That's not I, what he said. I want to be in my own. I want to be in my own bubble. I want to be in my own echo chamber. I just want to talk to people that say the exact same things like me. It's not even that. Like you just people need to be respectful. That's all it is. And like that's the problem is they're not being respectful. Patrick, like, you, you can, can have remember the beliefs. Patrick, remember the golden rule. I know it's a joke, but like it's frustrating the fact that it's a joke and it's still fucking true. No, you got to get out of this thing, man. You got to get out of this situation. Yeah. You 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 got to leave this. Look look at this. Look at John. John John's experience has been totally different in this thing. John's had people pretty much. John, right? Is that still true? People are being cool and respectful and. Or, for the most part, for yeah. the most part, I'm running into a few. I'm running into a few people that are losing. You can tell they're losing their patience, but I'd say it's still about you know 95 percent of the people are, are being pretty cool about it. And, and the people that are losing their patience, what are they saying? What type of things are you hearing from them? 
Uh, you can just tell they're just getting an, they're just getting tired of the whole wear a mask, you know, get behind the plexiglass, step back. You know, I'm lucky. I know depending on what state you're in, it could be a whole different story, you know. Uh, you broke up a little bit there, but yeah, we we got the gist. You're, you feel like you're lucky, and it could be worse. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it could people be worse. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the reason you have a discontent right now is you have a, so many people saying that it's fake and it's not true, and that many, that not many people are sick, and and a lot of scientists, especially people, are reposting stuff from early on that said, "Watch out!" Later on, when we when we when we if we're successful in flattening the curve, people are going to be annoyed and say. Why do we have to do all these things when we didn't need to in the first place? You know, because they don't understand that the curve has been flattened. And so it looks like we we overreacted, but we really didn't. You know, if people think it's a fake and it's not a real thing, take off the mask and you'll find out soon enough. Walk around, do what you want. And soon enough, you're going to run into somebody who dies of this thing. I love it. It's not going to be fun. I love it, John. That's the way it has to be. But some people, like we said at the top of the show, some people have to learn the hard way. And uh, that's why Ray Davies wrote the great song, The Hard Way. Uh, (laughs) Retroactively. (laughs) It was about the Spanish flu epidemic of 1980. That's right. Which which we can look back now on and laugh about. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I love you guys so much. Uh, Have I mentioned that? Right back at you. I I got nothing from Patrick, Jake, or Justine. But John, I appreciate you. Yeah. Ditto. Did uh, Sandy do anything nice for your birthday? I forgot to ask. Jake, did she make you a nice dinner? Um, my mom made uh, some fresh lasagna. Oh, man. Caesar salad. Um, she brought me some nice champagne from work. What? My, we, brother we... And, um, my brother and sister were playing Italian music in the house when I came in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We bought you, we sang you birthday songs. You, you made it sound like your birthday was nothing. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I've been duped. <laughs> I've been duped. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like they took care of you. Yeah, that you know sounds what? that Just sounds delete great. it. Just delete it from the episode. Yeah, I will. Yeah. That sounds yeah, good though, man. I don't I, I don't have a birthday anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you had a birthday. I'm, I'm glad you had a birthday. I'm glad you had a good birthday because it's uh yeah. you know it's, it's got it can't be the, the best to be celebrating under these circumstances. Can't be the easiest thing, but I'm glad you had a good time. Uh whose birthday is next? Whose birthday is next? Anyone in May, June, July? Anyway, do we have any June birthdays? Patrick. June. July. When is it? July. Seven. When is it? Seven. July seventh. July seventh. Okay. Yeah. Who's after July? Who's August. What if I was wrong? What if I was wrong? I'm very positive <laughs> about that answer. Seven seven. That's it's easy. Eight. Seven it's seven. Eight. It's eight, guys. It's eight. That would be great. Well, I, you know. But it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise nope. me. None of us would be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be upset or surprised. I would just be disappointed. What about August? No expected september yeah the next one next one is mario in november uh we'll still be under quarantine bro possibly probably, probably for the next year oh man <laughs> i want to parade we might do we might go to stage two in uh july just because they were planning on bringing um like k-12 schools back i don't know if it was they were talking about uh, well the cal states aren't coming back for the fall they're they're going through uh, oh, cal states too Cal State is not coming back for the fall. They've already announced they're not coming back for the fall. Okay. Fall. They, they'll be doing all online courses. Yep. Did I hear yesterday that um, baseball's coming back in uh, July? Possibly. They have to. They have to 
the the uh, but but no crowd. The the MLB uh, the the players union has to approve the. Uh, I don't I don't know what the plan is, but they have to approve the plan. The players union. So mm-hmm. uh, they might just call it a wash. Um, at this point, the owners aren't going to recoup their money for the season. So yeah, um, right. And uh, it's it's a bummer because you have guys like uh, the Dodgers were supposed to get the All Star game this year. The All Star game was going to be a Dodger stadium. So that's not going to happen. And then um, the uh, you know you have guys like that signed up with a team like they were going to uh, uh, Mookie Betts was going to finish out his contract with the Dodgers. Uh, he was going to finish out his his his, uh, his current contract with the Dodgers. They traded for him, and then he's a free agent after this season. So he will probably have never played in the in a in a Dodgers uniform. So hmm. yeah, it's kind of crazy. Wow. It's kind of nuts, but uh, you know, yeah, these are the sacrifices that have to be made. So when people want to say things like "I can't go outside," I didn't get to see Mookie Betts play. You stupid idiot! So. <laughs> <laughs> Mookie, Mookie, we're gonna be watching that pretty soon, guys. I'm excited about next week. I think you're gonna enjoy. Yay. I think some of you are going to enjoy the movies and some of you aren't. That's just the way it goes. But uh, we won't know till we watch them. But uh, next, so we'll be back. We'll record in the evening. It'll be an evening record next week. So if you're looking out for our show, as you should be, our show will Podcast be out after dark, late evening. Yeah. Uh, here's what. Here's what, guys. Here's the thing. I want us to be topless next week from the ankles okay. down. From the ankles down. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Nude from the ankles down, <laughs> not topless. That Just doesn't make sense. Nude. That's what that's what you said. That Just make... well, I'm already I'm already naked, so I'm I'm one step ahead of the. I do. It so. would not surprise me if you were podcasting naked. That, that of all the people that would do it, it, I would put you number one and Justine number two. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, oh I yeah, I have no doubt. I have. I learned from last time. I put a towel on my chair because I have a leather chair, yeah. so I don't stick to it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Char- charming so to the last. Nasty. The only thing that worries me about you, ad- the only thing that worries me about you admitting <laughs> podcasting naked, Jake, is that I hear a lot of mouse clicks from your side when we're podcasting. So I'm wondering what's happening over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is happening? <laughs> what's going on? Don't you don't you worry yeah. about a thing? Oh. <laughs> don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> hey, you guys! You guys all. Hey, you guys! You guys, now somebody says, don't stop believing, and then we, mm. then somebody else says, don't go breaking my heart, and we all, mm. <sighs> all right, guys, I'm sorry. Couldn't if I try. I'm going to go eat lunch now. What are you going to eat? <laughs> wow. All right, guys, I don't know. for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, for John Sandy, for myself, we say, stay safe, stay healthy, stay brown, fight the power, and this transmission ends 